Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. 32 teams entered the season with the hope of being crowned champions. Now, only two cities remain. Who will take home the coveted Lombardi Trophy? It's time for Big Game Breakdowns with Baldy and La Confora, an Odyssey exclusive. Welcome to the Thursday edition of Baldy's Big Game Breakdowns. I am Jason La Confora, uh, but... We have a little bit of a different uh, mix for you guys today. Baldy is still on assignment out there in La La Land, so we will we will not get to hear the musings of Brian Baldinger. But please, as always, check him out on Twitter at BaldyNFL. He does have the best breakdowns in the business, which is why you guys are really um, subscribing to us in the first place. I am joined today by an esteemed guest, a very good personal friend of mine, and someone who I spend four hours with every weekday afternoon on the Odyssey station in Baltimore, 105.7 The Fan. His name is Ken Wyman. He is my co-host for Inside Access, which is from two to airs two to six Eastern time every weekday. And he will join me on this voyage as we creep closer to the Super Bowl. Uh, Kenny, say hi to the, the, the many, the legion of Baldy's Breakdowns fans. These these are mighty big shoes to fill, Baldy. You shoes. can't you can't fill Baldy's flip flops. Mike Lombardi tried at the beginning of the week. He did a pretty good job, but I, I can say unequivocally, you yeah. are not equipped to fill Baldy's flip flops. No, I can't. But you are my captain, and I will go where you lead me. Well, yeah, well, well, you're usually you're the you're the driver, so yeah. we'll we'll figure that out as we go along. Yeah. Um, but we are now Kenny two days removed from uh this game. Um, or I guess three. Did I say it's the Thursday edition? Today's today is Friday, right? I'm completely I'm completely befuddled. I couldn't even get the open right. It's it's the greatness of you, Kenny. You yeah. you know I how to steer the ship. You all I already said the wrong day of the week just because I feel the pressure. Like yeah. you you're trying to be baldy. I'm trying to be Kenny. The whole thing. <laughs> we got cats chasing mice and mice chasing cats. Anywho, it's Friday. I think it's Friday. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the yeah. game's on Sunday. It's the Rams versus the Bengals. You have been riding the Bengals gravy train uh, through the playoffs. You have been a Bengals truther. Mm-hmm. You called McPherson to win it at Arrowhead. Yep. Uh, are you still as bullish on the Cincinnati Bengals heading into this one? So correct me if I'm wrong. They went to Tennessee and beat the Titans. Despite they giving up to- nine sacks for 68 yards. They went to Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. Despite being down 18 at the half. 
And now they're going to go, which is technically a neutral site. And let's face it, the Rams don't draw well for a regular season game. This is now corporate. Uh, I think they can go into L.A. and, and beat the Rams. And, and yes, the Rams, Aaron Donald is a generational talent on the defensive line. I think he's going to cause problems. But last I checked, Joe Burrow got sacked nine times against the Titans. Mm-hmm. And they still found a way to win. I think he's going to get hit, and I still think they can find a way to win this game, and I think they will find a way to win this game. You mentioned the whole home field here and whether or not it's really a home field and 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 whether that's going to matter or not. I tend to think that might suffocate the Rams a little bit, that, that the Rams might feel the moment a little more. They might feel like we've got to put on a show. We've yeah. got to show we're the better team. We're Super Bowl or bust. Those dudes didn't even know if their quarterback was going to be back for week one off of the ACL and MCL and PCL and ZCL and QCL, whatever else. Poor Joe Burrow. Yeah, it was a lot going on there. Does that factor into the equation for you at all? Could the Bengals be the loosey-goosey team? I Well, I think the Bengals have been the loosey-goosey team through the whole thing, Jason. Like, they're playing – what's the cliche? They're playing with house money. money. Nobody – they hadn't won a playoff game since 1988, and nobody expected them to go to Tennessee and win. Nobody expected them to go to Kansas City and win. I do think the Rams, you know, that Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be there and all oh, these sure. celebrities He don't care about the Rams, though. But they – but it's this thing that they live in L.A., so you know they're going to have the Rams hat on. Or I remember back in the day – what was it when the Rams got good? The Eric Dickerson Rams. And all of a sudden, James Gardner's on the sideline with a Rams hat. Like that, they they jump at like look at the Lakers when they're good. Sure. Jack Nicholson and all of Denzel Washington. This is that's the greatest show in town. They have to be there. They have to be seen. And yes, I do think it puts a little pressure on the quote hometown team. Though I I just I think there's something special about what's brewing with that uh, that that Bengals squad, which has been the a, a bunch of losers for years, and all of a sudden here they are. Do you think that Jack has an open door policy for Russell Westbrook, and that after these miserable games, he goes and hangs out at Jack, and Jack gives him a bro hug, and they drink <laughs> some, they, they 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 down a few shots, and everything's okay in the morning. I think that that Russell Westbrook is persona non grata in L.A. right now. And he's nobody's no. He's got. Fault. There's no hugs for Russ. No, and it's not all his fault. And they and they probably when when you have, we're segueing here. When you have a yeah, roster right. of three guys on max deals, and then everybody else is on a minimum deal, and you probably aren't using Russell Westbrook right in the first place. Yeah, uh, it creates a problem. Oh, and Russell Westbrook can't shoot. And he's yeah, he's done. But but yeah. anywho, so you're right. The lake the lake show's got nothing going on. I don't know that anybody yeah. cares about the L.A. Kings. Yeah. The Chargers yeah. found a way to not get in the playoffs. So. But despite all that, I'm with you. I don't think this is going to be like I don't think that when they do the player introductions, like an Aaron yeah. Donald comes out there, like the whole place goes nuts. Yeah, and it's like, no, oh my no. god, it's a cacophony, and Burrow's not going to be able to hear himself think. I'm with it you. It wasn't I, I, for the NFC title game. No, <laughs> no, and they got tight, right? Yeah. Like we're going into the second half, and McVeigh, who never challenges anything, is throwing the flag all over the place. All the challenges, and yeah, guys are looking tight on the sidelines. I mean, again, they found a way to get it done. Uh, but you would not dispute the fact that the Rams are probably the quote unquote better team. Like if you oh, played, yeah. if you played this like in a in a computer simulator a hundred times, the Rams win sixty two of the hundred or whatever. No, well, but I, I I think it's indisputable that Kansas City was the better team as well. Sure. But that's that's what's great about the the one game matchup. If you play, if this were baseball or basketball, and it was best of seven. I probably lead Rams, lean Rams, mm-hmm. but it's a one game. I do think the Rams are going to be a little tight. 
I and I think Matthew Stafford's a great story, but I would take Joe Burrow in a one game matchup. And I think Matt Gay's a really good kicker, but I'm taking that that rookie with ice in his veins, Evan McPherson, with one kick on the line. So there are a lot of things about the Bengals I like. I though I will say this, and I think you'll agree with me: McVay versus Zach Taylor. I would think McVay's the huge edge there, Jason. I think at least an edge. I mean, he 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 trained this guy, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I know Zach Taylor's running a derivation of McVay's offense, and it's it's not even that significant of a derivation. I mean, there's a there's a lot of overlap, and the personnel's not all the same, and he doesn't use the wide receivers and de facto tight end as much as maybe McVay does. But but yes, I think there's there's a lot of carry over there. If they played this game one off in Buenos Aires, would that would you would you go Rams there? If they played it in Iceland, would would you would that affect at all your handicapping? One game matchup, I'm still taking the Bengals. Even in South America. If they play it in Argentina, Uruguay. Okay. uh, Uruguay. One game, I'm going Bengals. I'm taking Joey B. What besides the obvious, they the right side of their offensive line is leaky. <laughs> Anything else besides that give you pause that, that, that does give you trepidation that who day won't meet its manifest destiny that uh, CJ Uzama won't be bathing in skyline chili. Well, so, so, and I, I heard you, you uh, have an opportunity to bathe in skyline chili. Yeah. Well. I, I, I was a hard pass for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Eli Apple worries me a little bit. First of all, he's been he good though. He's been he's been he's been yeah, surprisingly good. But at some point, running his, he runs running, his running his jaws too much. And the Rams, like Odell Beckham's been great. Man, uh, I, I think it might have been Cleveland's fault at the end of the day because Odell Beckham's yeah, been great. Yeah. Cooper Cup is amazing. And then, oh by the way, you've got this Van Jefferson cat who I could see getting behind them for a long touchdown at some point in this game. So if you're asking me what, like I think the Bengals secondary is good. Was it Wuzie has played out of his mind? Been great. Safeties are good, Uh, but I could see Van Jefferson's a great slot corner. They've got, like you said, two safeties. Yeah, I I could see Van Jefferson getting behind them. The the not having Ogunjobi could hurt them. Like, yeah. he's so good in the middle, not only against the run, but he can also push the pocket a little bit. I think that could hurt them. I'll tell you what, I was so impressed with Hendrickson and Hubbard in that Chiefs game because mm-hmm. they in the second half, they they basically rushed three. Yeah. And they didn't – and those guys, their motors were nonstop. Like, I would think they napped for 72 hours after that game. Right. I mean, you got a week off. Those guys were awesome in that in the second half of that football game. Yeah, I wonder if they play some games with them up front to try to do some twists twist and stunts where maybe they're attacking the guards in the center a little more than the tackles. You know, I think Whitworth will be up for this game. I mean, yeah. it's very likely to be his last, you know, could be yes. his last game ever. The right Man tackle, Baldy's really high on. But I do wonder how much they move those dudes around to try to get them some interior matchups. Kind of like what we saw the Chiefs doing with Chris Jones early in the year before they ultimately – um, you know, added a Melvin Ingram, and then we're able to slot him back where he belongs. We've been saying on our show before every one of these playoff games, they got to get Joe Mixon activated, and they really haven't. Is this the game where they, because the Rams are going to be coming after Burrow, is this the game where they kind of zig where they think they're going to zag and they get Mixon activated? Well, I think, and Baldy and I were talking about this yesterday, and, and he, he went back and rewatched the championship games. Um, you know, he seems to think 30 to 35 touches 
for the the, the combination of the running backs. Because mm-hmm. look, P Ryan's a little better pass protector, so we might see more P Ryan than we might have anticipated. Um, and I'm with him. I I think if Zach Taylor's kind of coming up with with sort of hallmarks or benchmarks that okay, the box score might have to look this way if we're going to persevere. I think 30 to 35 touches combined by the Bengals running backs is, is probably going to have to be baked into that cake somewhere if if they're pouring champagne on each other. Jason, you know Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase have that great chemistry. Of course, they played together at LSU. Here they are playing together for the Bengals. I would suspect or expect Jalen Ramsey's going to be on Chase a lot. I would think so, too. I would think so, too. We saw... Jamar Chase eat up a former first-team All-Pro in Marlon Humphrey here in Baltimore earlier this year. Jalen Ramsey's better than Marlon Humphrey. That said, can Chase eat a little bit in the Super Bowl with Ramsey on him? Well, I think you'll see them get into some of those those bunch and stack formations where it's going to be a a sort of an easy release for somebody. You know what they call the the basketball inbounds play, right? And so somebody's going to stem off and they're going to be able to hit, you know, hit catch the ball three, five yards downfield, and then it's what do they do with yak? I mean, I, I think, you know, air yards versus yak yards, that that for me for the Bengals is something that always tells the tale. I mean, they don't, they're not going to be bombs away, but they can still get explosive plays because of the ability for so many of these receivers to, to um, find good fortune with yak after the ball's in their hand. You, uh, I know from well before the draft that he was involved in, we're a very big T Higgins guy. Yes. And I would suspect that as you play this game out in your head, as you are prone to do. Yeah, yes, I do. And even if Ramsey does the job mm-hmm. on chase, uh, I, I could see you thinking that T Higgins as maybe the guy who has the most receiving yards of this game of any player, including a Cooper cup, you know, or an Odell on the other side. Do you foresee big things for T Higgins? I don't know that he'll have the Cooper Cup numbers because I just feel like those uh, him and Stafford are so he'll get so many targets. Yeah, no yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah, like I could see Cooper Cup getting eleven catches in this game, but I do think Higgins will lead them in, in receiving yards. Uh, I, I and we saw it in the Chiefs game manifest itself a little bit though. Sometimes Higgins in the postseason his hands haven't been fantastic, and mm-hmm. he did have the fumble that they, the Chiefs were fortunate to recover. I think it was the end of the first half against Kansas City. But I do think Higgins – I don't love the rest of the Rams secondary beyond Jalen Ramsey. And I do think T. Higgins is going to have opportunities to eat on Sunday. Uh, anybody else for the for the Bengals offensively that you have your eye on or feel like could be um, an X factor or an under-the-radar guy, um, something to keep your eye on? Tyler Boyd. It's P. Ryan. Okay, Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Uh, Yeah, which they really haven't used at all in the postseason. He had a big game against the Ravens, I think, the second time they played. But he's a really good receiver. And, again, I don't love the Rams secondary. Mm -hmm. I also think whoever, if Uzama plays or if it's Sample, I think the tight end might be able to get get a little bit done. I don't love – like, I think at some point, at least I expected at some point Eric Weddle to get exposed. And he hasn't yet. Right. I think the Bengals, who know Eric Weddle, and he got exposed, if memory serves, in a Week 17 game here in Baltimore in it's, 20, it's, what, 18? It's happened. It's yeah, happened. They, they know Eric Weddle, and I can't imagine Eric Weddle runs better now than he did in 2018. No. He's got to be around the box. I mean, if Eric Weddle's out in space against this passing game and Joe Burrow, you're, you're probably in trouble. 
I think Weddle's been great. Yeah, uh, it's an amazing think, story. Amazing yeah. story. But I think at some point, you, 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 you it's a chess match to get him in coverage, and you you can expose him. Uh, we have talked on our show at times with some of our guests about this Bengals team and and how they're constructed and what that might mean moving forward. We have heard terms like decade of dominance, decade of dominance thrown, thrown around. Um, <laughs> might be a little premature, John Breach, uh, to go quite that far. But as much as they still have their warts, and obviously you don't script game plans that have your quarterback get hit 12 times a game and sacked, you know, on average five or six times a game, and you're usually not able to overcome that. So they've got warts. They've got things to work on. Um, But I also don't think this is fluky, and I also don't think they played their best game yet in the playoffs. And and, and I think we have to think Duke Tobin's pretty smart, correct? Yep. Like, and he, I think the NFL community as a whole destroyed them for drafting Jamar Chase this year. Took a lot of heat. Yeah, they, yeah, they take Rashawn Slater, take Panay Sewell. You you got your quarterback coming off, as you, you uh, recounted. Every CL was ripped on his knee. And they said, take the left tackle to protect him. No, we're taking Jamar Chase. He was right. But now here's the thing. They got tons of cap room. They're super young. They got the they got draft picks. If Duke, Duke Tobin, if he wants to, can go and and attack those weaknesses. Like sometimes it's it's wrong to draft for need, but when you're really good and you're really young, maybe it's not so dumb to draft for need. And while you got these guys young and under under these uh contri- these these not so enormous contracts, the rookie contract, yeah, 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 you can go get. Offensive linemen, you can go get uh, got linebackers other than than Logan Wilson. You can you can get help fix where you're hurting, and then maybe not maybe not a decade of dominance, but maybe a, a half decade of dominance. Assuming they stay healthy, they should be in the conversation uh, in, in the AFC for a while. Well, it it is just sort of staggering to think of. Baldy and I talked yesterday a lot about the a uh, the NFC West and. You have this situation with obviously Stafford being the guy in L.A., but Russell Wilson, you know, he's kind of still just dating but not married to the Seahawks. Garoppolo's already said his goodbyes, and Kyler Murray scrubbed his social media, so he's not. You know, so you've got a weird sort of set of circumstances there. As I look at the AFC North, it is also bizarro land for the Bengals to be just down to attacking a couple of needs, but otherwise having everything in place. The Steelers just hired a new defensive coordinator a couple days ago. They don't know who their quarterback is. The Ravens just hired a new defensive coordinator a week ago. They were dead last in the NFL in most of those categories. Their quarterbacks only signed for one more year, and then that could get dicey. And the Browns are stuck with a quarterback they really don't want. Uh, And, you know, they they, they are probably the closest in the division in terms of pure talent to the Bengals. But they go into next year with the weight of the world on their shoulders. Like, if we don't show who we really are, this owner's going to fire everybody again. It is a weird moment in time for the Cincinnati Bengals. It is. And it's funny how these things are so fluid. We we ranked the quarterbacks in the AFC North before the season. And we had Lamar 1, Baker 2, Burrow 3, and Ben, and ben 4. Now it's... The Burrow was because we were the injury. Yes. Not because like, of talent, but you didn't no. know. Yeah, you, you had no idea. And remember, also, 
Baker's coming off a, a playoff win yeah. and almost winning in Kansas City, and he's got all that talent. So it made sense to have him too. Ben, we both thought was done yeah. the year before. Yeah. But now Burrow, you could make the argument that Burrow, if he wins the Super Bowl Sunday, now you got to start talking about him as right right below Mahomes and, and, and Josh Allen and maybe on par with Josh Allen. But what he's doing already, and I think if he wins, he'll be the first quarterback ever to win a Heisman, a national championship, yeah. and a Super Bowl. That's incredible. And to do it in three years, that, that's it's unheard of. Yeah, it, it is. And it's it's also strange. I mean, you have to go back to, I mean, probably what's probably been about 12 years now, at least a decade, for people to be hunting Bengals coaches, right? You got to go back to Marvin Lewis yeah. as he's establishing what was about to be five straight playoff appearances, right? And they had Jay Gruden was the hot offensive coordinator and Zimmer became, you know, yeah. a hot defensive Like, they're going to have a brain drain in Cincinnati a year from now, probably. Like, Brian Callahan, I, I would be shocked if he doesn't get one. And I think Lou Anarumo is going to get yeah. one, too. Like, it's just unusual to be thinking, like, the the Ravens and the Steelers are trying to fix their coaching staffs and bring people in to make them better. And people are going to be poaching Bengals coaches. Yeah. It up is down. Left is right. Let me, let me ask you the other side Bengals. We think long-term Rams, they famously went all in and they've got Stafford who's 13th year and uh, they bring They trade for Von Miller. They trade the previous year. They traded for Jalen Ramsey. They don't have any draft picks. They, no. they, they sign Odell Beckham. If they don't win, what is this thing looking like going into next year? And what are like, how can they keep this thing together? Well, I'll say this it's like a credit card bill. You can always get, if you go to the owner or, you know, like you might, you're in a little bit of trouble with the credit card card company and you ask them, can you raise my credit limit? And they often will say, yeah, because they're just going to keep compounding the interest, right? They're going to benefit. I think if they go to Stan Kroenke and say, look, we had all these budgets and I know this is what we were planning for, but if you gave us X much more, we could keep in terms of cash revenue, cash, cash uh, expenditures. We think we can keep this together and get even better. So they're going to have to keep leveraging that, right? The willingness of this owner who spent, I think, $5 billion on the on the stadium. Money's not an object for him to continue to give them the resources to buy contracts from other teams. That's essentially bought Von Miller's contract from the Broncos, yeah. essentially what they did. Um, and then there's always the credit card bill on the draft. You can always trade future draft picks. And now we're getting to a point where they got to start trading them three years out. So a one in 2025 isn't as worth as much to a bad team because that GM might be fired before you even get to use yeah. that pick, but they can, they can keep going down that road. Now, the margins get slighter. The 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 cost benefit analysis starts swinging way more to oh my god, when this bill comes due, it might take you three years to get out of it. But they're chasing that Lombardi, and if they don't get the Lombardi this year, knowing Kevin Demoff, knowing Les Snead, knowing Sean McVay as I do, I don't think the answer will be take the hit now. The answer will be Stafford still has more good years in him. If you allow us to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, at some point it's going to cripple us for a period of time, but let's push that off as far as we can. And so do I think there'll be factors in free agency? Yes. Do I think there'll be factors in the trade market for older players on bad teams with contracts that look bloated to you or I or the average NFL cap guy? I do. Um, but all these dudes are getting older as well. 
So when it crumbles, it's going to crumble hard. But I don't buy that this whole thing will blow up. And I'm old enough to remember 11 months ago or whatever, 10, 11 and a half months ago, where people were saying, oh, well, the Bucks, they can't, there's no way they could use the franchise tag. And there's no way they can keep all these starters. And they brought the band back. I was asked this question this morning. I'm curious your answer. What is the better story? If they, if they I got asked this too, and I don't know. Kornheiser asked me this on this podcast. Stafford, and I, I, Stafford was well, that the question? Yeah, like That's what, what, like not like who needs it more, but like what would the best outcome be? I, I don't know. I, I guess I don't really look at it that way. I don't have a dog in the fight. Um, well, what's they, a cooler story? What Burrow's done in three years, or Stafford after right, twelve I, years of right. this irrelevance, but putting up numbers, winning a Super Bowl. Well, I mean, the obvious here is Stafford is so much deeper in his career than Burrow, and there are no guarantees. And if you would have told Aaron Rodgers, you know, while he's filming the Disney commercial in Jerry's world, when was that, 2009? Hey, I'll give you a good one. If you had told him you're never getting back, people would have been like, no way. He's going to be back next year and the year after that. Like, and he he hasn't been back. So I think the Stafford thing, given where he is in his career – means more, but there's no guarantee. We're, I mean, we're, we're joking, decade of dominance. We don't know that Joe Burrow's ever coming back here again. Dan Marino. Dan Marino yeah. got to the Super Bowl with his second year, never got back. I'll give you one different sport, but near and dear to our hearts, if you would have told Cal Ripken after 1983. Oh, yeah. Never- this is it, bro. Top <laughs> of the like, mountain. You're going to do all yeah. this individual stuff. You're going to you're gonna save baseball. You're going to yeah. become a legend. You're going to break an unbreakable record. But you ain't sniffing another World Series trophy. You didn't like, get what? back to the postseason until 96. Yeah. 83 to 96. Like, it, nothing's guaranteed. Everybody just right. assumed. And that was playing for the back. best franchise in baseball from 66 to 83. Yes. So not like people in 84 were like, oh, the Orioles are going to fall off a cliff. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they, everybody, yeah. Every, yeah. Everybody assumed Dan Marino would get back to a Super Bowl. Never did. He lost that one to San Francisco. They said, easy, kids. What, your second year? You'll get back. No, never did. Oh, look at Peyton Manning, right? He's stuck on one for all those years. Uh He goes back. He basically got to steal the job from Brock Osweiler. Like, he was a worse quarterback than Brock Osweiler, but it's like, oh, he's kind of sort of medically cleared now, and Brock's kind of hit the wall. So let's just see. Like, we're going to win. If Von Miller gets five sacks, we win. If he doesn't, we we lose. If we have to play from behind, we're done. And he won, but he had nothing to do with that, that win. Yeah, and the Carolina Panthers wide receivers, who everybody wondered, how are they doing this all year? Remember, they went 15-1. Yeah. They played like we thought they'd play yeah. in the Super Bowl all year. So yeah. it's like, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you, you don't know. So which is the better story? I mean, it's hard for me to say. Like, I, I, I've i always been a Stafford guy. So I would – I mean, if, if he sort of – this was his coronation and this enters a new chapter for him where you start hearing things like Hall of Fame and Canton thrown around a little bit, like, I wouldn't be mad at that. Uh, and look, if Joe Burrow completes this magic carpet ride and, I mean, turns the Cincinnati Bengals into world champions that quickly in his first full season as a starter, because remember, he only played into November his rookie year, that's pretty astonishing too. And, Kenny, he does it in the golden in this golden age of quarterbacks where Brady's still in the league. I mean, this is Brady was yeah, still yeah, in the yeah. league when he won this one, and Aaron no, Rodgers was still in the league when he won this one, and... Mahomes and Lamar and Josh Allen and right Justin like Herbert. the whole Herb like and he does it in his second year. That's that's pretty special. 
That's special stuff. It is incredible. And, and, and the Bengals, who they hadn't, again, hadn't won a playoff game since 88. They played two Super Bowls, both against the 49ers. To put it in perspective, Chris Collinsworth played in both those games. Yeah. So now he's been – how long has he been broadcasting football? Feels for like forever. Years? Yeah, and and it, it did – and they don't have to play – we thought they'd play the 49ers again. They didn't. It's the Rams. I, I think they're both fantastic stories, and it is one of those I don't have a, a, a horse in the race kind of thing where I think I'm going to enjoy it no matter who mm-hmm. wins the game. There's no, there's no uh, evil empire patriots in there. It's not the Steelers. I I don't have any hatred for the Cincinnati Bengals, so I, I'm I'm. I don't know how, who could hate the Bengals. Well, they're in the race. Maybe Browns fans, maybe, but like, who can really yeah, hate the Bengals? Browns hate the Steelers more than they hate. Them. I think nobody hates the Bengals because it's almost like the Cubs. They've been irrelevant for so they're like the lovable losers. The people who hate the Bengals the most are Bengals fans who've had to live yes. with this lifetime of futility. I mean, I think yeah. that the enemy is within, right? I, I don't, I don't think they're like, I don't think there's a big part of America that's like, boy, I really want to see. You know, Mike Brown not get to hold this trophy, or gosh, I really, you know, I I couldn't live with Joe Burrow as you know the Super Bowl MVP. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, yeah, this I have dynasty. a hard time getting mad at him. Could you imagine if they're a dynasty? The Dude, Bengals. If you've got a, if you've got an elite quarterback, if you've got the quarterback, and you've got the pieces around him. And you've got a young head coach who he's clearly there's a lot of trust there, and they've clicked and they're connected. Um, he's from a branch of a family tree that every uh, that everybody wants. He he's running an offense that everybody wants a piece of. You know what I mean? It's not like they're three yards in a cloud of dust, or they're they're trying to zig when everybody else is zagging. No, they're zigging with everybody else, and they're zigging better than almost everybody else. So, look, do I think they're going to have every offseason? like last year where they literally hit nothing but doubles, triples, and home runs? No. I mean, the odds are no. Like, there's all, you're competing with other teams. Um, do I think it would be a very different feeling for them, like, to go into a training camp where the everybody's chasing the Bengals, the Bengals are world champions? Can they repeat? I think the pressure of that would be a little different. Um, and I will say this, as someone who's covered teams – uh, really successful teams, the Detroit Red Wings team. I know it's a different sport, but the, the, yeah. the ethos is the same. And talking to people on that management team, winning is amazing. But I, I had, you know, Jimmy Devolano, the longtime team president there, who was the assistant GM of the Islanders when they had their dynasty. They and four. the Wings are winning back-to-back Stanley Cups. And I'm we're sitting there having dinner one night, and I'm like, Jimmy, like, this must be amazing. Like, he's like, it is, Jason. But let me tell you something. Winning is great. But winning is also um, it's also the most difficult thing in the world because everybody now in their mind thinks of themselves. The first time you do it, everybody thinks they had probably a little more to do with it than they really did. And that starts seeping into contract negotiations mm-hmm. and that starts seeping into what they think they're worth on the open market. And especially in a, foot, a sport like football now that has an outlet. The cap's not a hard cap, but it, it exists. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think... And all these guys who are going to hit that third year around the same time. And can you pay everybody and small market team? So as much as we can sit here and laugh about decade of dominance, like, can they really pay Higgins? Yeah. Because if they, because you probably, you got to pay Chase. Yes. And will they be willing to embrace the baseball mentality? Will they be willing to think of themselves as the Tampa Bay Bucks? I mean, I'm sorry, the Tampa Bay Rays 
saying we got to trade Higgins a year before we would have to to get most value for him to give us a buffer because the quarterback's going to be making 50 a year and we're going to have to make Jamar Chase a year later the highest paid receiver in the history of the game. How do they navigate those waters? It'll be fascinating to watch. I have a question from the other side. I believe, and you could disagree with me, but when the Rams got to the Super Bowl a few years ago against the Patriots, I think Belichick, not, and I don't think he was doing anything, but I think McVay is such a bright guy, such a smart guy, such a deep thinker. I think it all got into his head. And yeah. I, I think his game plan that, like, I think he overthought everything. Yes, he did. And I, he did. And he I, was too deferential to Belichick at the handshake and all that. But yeah. this is different. He's no, no he's I'm he's curious. the Belichick now. You know, yeah, I, I, I'm really curious because I think he knows that too. Like, yeah, like it, it, the game plan sucked, and I think it was because he it was all in his head. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how they come out Sunday. No, it's a it's a great point. Yeah, it's a great point. Now, I I do think. Um, He'll he'll be willing to throw caution to the wind and be a little more huevos out, if you will, in terms of um, his adjustments and, and his willingness to attack. Um, well, this has been fun, Kenny. Uh, we will do this again at uh, 11 Eastern time tomorrow. I think tomorrow we're going to focus a little bit more on some of these prop bets where we think people can make some money, and you and I will also have bold exceedingly bold predictions for the super bowl and i'll also find out uh where you're enjoying the game this is a weird one for me i haven't watched one at home with my family in in almost 20 years so um weird weekend for me but happy to be talking ball with you guys this has been the friday i got it right this time friday edition of big game breakdowns with baldy i guess there is still an outside chance we get baldy tomorrow but I, i know he is super busy either way baldy and i will be back with you in the middle of next week on Baldy's Breakdowns to break down the Super Bowl. Um, please, as always, rate, review, um, give us feedback on Twitter, uh, sign us up on your iTunes, listen to us on the Odyssey app. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this as much as we have, and we will chat with you tomorrow. Can't wait. This has been a production of Big Game Breakdowns with Baldy and La Confora, an Odyssey exclusive.